1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance of the USA Wealth Group. It's time to get your finances in order. MoneyWise starts now. And good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to MoneyWise, brought to you every Sunday morning by USA Wealth Group. You know, you can find USA Wealth Group on Fonts Corner Road. We're located at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. We're happy to have you come visit us. We have lots and lots of free information we're happy to provide, such as, oh, maybe the Baby Boomer's Guide to IRA Planning or the Baby Boomer's Guide to Social Security or Cutting College Costs. Just lots and lots of good information. But if it's Sunday morning, it's time for Money Wise. So thank you so much for listening. This morning, we're going to talk about just don't lose the money. Number one rule for investment, for financial planning, just don't lose the money. You've heard that phrase before. We're going to talk about it today. And you're going to be surprised when you learn who originated this quotation of just don't lose the money. But I won't tell you that just yet. I'll keep it as a little suspense story. But this morning, we're pleased to have two very special guests. And they're very familiar because I spend a lot of time with them every single day of the week. Don't I? Good morning, Deb. Good morning, Ray. And good morning, Shay. Good morning, Ray. So this morning, we have a double major in English and journalism, Shay Riley. She went to the University of Rhode Island And we try to trick each other with English quotations sometimes, once in a while, don't we? We do. But I think I know more English quotations than you do, probably because of my advanced age. (laughs) But welcome, Shay. Thank you, Ray. Shay, is this your first time on the radio? It is. Good. So ladies and gentlemen, we have a first-timer, and she is very good with words and language. So be careful what you listen to and be careful what you say. And then in the other corner, we have Deb Broger. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Deb. And Deb went to Curry College, and she worked for a great long time at the Standard Times in New Bedford. Mm -hmm. And guess what her major was, ladies and gentlemen? She majored in psychology. So I'm surrounded by people in my office who psychoanalyze everything that I do and everything that I say. And then Shay likes to listen to see if I'm speaking correctly grammatically. I do. Can you say two <laughs> L-Y words together, like correctly, grammatically? Correctly, grammatically. I don't know. I'll have to study <laughs> that one. But welcome, Shay, and welcome, Deb. Uh, Deb, you've been on the show at least once before. I have. And I'd like to let everybody in on a very important secret. Deb is the person in the office that helps me prepare in depth every single week for this radio show. So without Deb's able assistance... We wouldn't have a lot to talk about necessarily. We talk about the topics and we decide what we're going to discuss. And then she starts doing research and she prints articles. And then we sit down and we talk about it and we outline it. So thank you both for your help, Deb and Shay. You're welcome. You're welcome. My pleasure. And thank you for being here so I can have somebody to talk to because it's no fun when you just talk to yourself for an hour. So we appreciate your company, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, This is a very important topic we're going to discuss today. Just don't lose the money. One of the most important rules in investment is to be safe and secure with what you have. We've seen some really important stock market crashes. Not everybody is invested in stock market or mutual funds. But if you are, times are getting more and more interesting. 
So I, I will tell you that I read the Wall Street Journal every single day. I read Barron's often on the weekend. I'll pick up uh, a paper called IBD, Investor's Business Daily. I watch everything that I can possibly learn. I read lots of books. I go to lots of conferences, mostly so I can keep informed myself. And I'm a fairly curious person. But, gosh, everybody that I've been talking to, everything I've been reading lately says we can't continue with the same uptick in the stock market that we've seen. And something's going to happen at some point in time. The one thing certain about the stock market is that it goes up and it goes down. There was a there was a recent uh, TV show. Uh, Stephen Colbert, who's on the late night, had a, a uh, Nobel Prize winning economist on, and he did something which I thought was hysterical. They strapped themselves into a roller coaster, and Stephen Colbert started asking the world famous economist about. Well, how do you explain the economy? I mean, sometimes when things are going well, it's it's going up. And as he's describing this, the roller coaster, of course, is going up in the air. And all of a sudden, uh, they hit the top of it. And they say, well, sometimes the market has to go down. And you can't always predict when that's going to happen. It happens very quickly. And then the roller coaster goes crashing down the downside. <laughs> and they're screaming away and still trying to maintain a dialogue. Oh, and they're both dressed in suits. I mean, this is the funniest thing I've it seen was in, in a funny. long, long time. And they get down to the end, and Stephen Colbert turns to this Nobel-winning prize, Nobel Prize-winning economist, and he says, "So, have you ever been on a roller coaster before?" He says, "No, this is my first time." <laughs> <laughs> but it, um, we're going to show that at uh, some of the upcoming seminars that we're doing. And by the way, Deb, uh, we didn't talk about this ahead of time, but. Um, we just did a seminar uh, recently, just yesterday, and it was put on by uh, Tenny Lance, Attorney Tenny Lance, talking about Medicaid changes and how to protect your house from the nursing home. And then I'm also discussing and have been discussing new changes in the tax laws. Right. And we had a full house. We did. We did. And so we're actually oversubscribed, and we're going to repeat that conference again, aren't we? Right. We're going to on Saturday, September 8th at 10 o'clock, 10 to 11.30 at our office at 352 Fonts Corner Road. And uh, the same dis- uh, topics that we had, we'll mm-hmm. be discussing again. because Good. we've had- So if anybody's interested in attending and learning more about the new tax law changes and learning more about how to protect your house from the nursing home, just call the office. What number should they call, Shay? 508-998-8858. So if you call that number, somebody will be happy to make a reservation for September 8th. Right. And I just want to remind everybody, we will be serving brunch. Oh, that's right. It's called Brunch and Learn, isn't right. it? So please make plans to attend that. You know, I'm a student of, of tax law and taxes. I've, I've always enjoyed that subject ever since I was in law school decades ago. And in law school, I went to Boston College Law School. I took um, all the courses they offered in tax law. They offered five tax courses. And then later, I had enjoyed that so much. And by the way, I did very well in those courses. I just have an affinity for learning interesting details about complex things. And later, I went to um, Boston University School of Law and received a Master of Laws in Taxation. But you can never stop learning. So something interesting happened um, just the last two days. The IRS 
has issued regulations. I'm not going to go into detail on this subject, I promise, ladies and gentlemen, but if anybody's listening who has a small business, there's a special benefit that you can take right now, which is called a pass-through deduction, and essentially it allows for claiming a write-off if you are a pass-through entity like a partnership or a subchapter S corporation or even a proprietorship. Well, the IRS has just issued new regulations to explain what the tax law means, and um, this is called the 20% write-off for pass-through income. It's an important tax break. It's not for everybody. It's mostly for businesses. Guess how long this is, Deb? It's 184 pages of regulations. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's It's going to be a research tool. I'm never going to take the time to read through this whole thing, but um, the tax law just gets more and more complicated all the time. So if you're a small business owner uh, listening to the show, you need to get advice, talk to your accountant, talk to your tax preparation person, and find out how you can benefit And by the way, at the end of the show, we're going to give a tax tip on uh, some things that individuals and businesses especially can do uh, to save money and get 100% write-off. So we want to make sure you listen to the end of the show if you can. So let's talk about what the problems are with saving money or losing money today. And one of the main problems we have is that most people don't save enough or they wait too long. And then you think, well, I'm going to put money in the stock market or mutual funds, and that's going to help me. And that's going to help me make money and save money. But we have to remember that what goes up comes down, like that roller coaster story I told you, which is funny. If anybody wants a copy of that, by the way, we can give you a copy of that little video. Right, Shay? Uh, yes, we can. Shay's an expert in figuring out how to use the computer for doing those creative things. Um, um, but... If you're saving too little money, um, the stock market is not necessarily going to be the place that's going to save you in the end. The real key to making money is to start early and do it regularly, regular, regular, regular. I can't tell you how many clients that I've seen over the years that have done really well, and the ones that have done really well haven't done anything really unusual or spectacular They just started early. They started with their first job, and they started putting money aside every single week. It's the old rule called pay yourself first. And if you do that early and put it aside and do it regularly, and whenever you can afford to increase it, you do, uh, you're going to have the benefit of a a miracle called compound interest, and you're going to make money. And there's no mystery or magic to it. Um, but you can't think that, well, I'm going to jump into the stock market. That's going to help me. The stock market right now is really very volatile. So we have a lot of great articles that we're happy to provide for you. One is called Saving Too Little? Question mark. The market is no savior. And happy to provide a copy of that article to somebody that may want it. But um, the other major thing that's out there today is... Uh, this little word, Shay. Inflation. Inflation. Inflation means the cost of living goes up. And we're now starting to see inflation. And it's one of the balancing games that the Federal Reserve Bank plays because if they're concerned that inflation is going to ruin the economy because things are going to cost more, 
So what happens, the danger with inflation is when things cost more, people stop buying, and then that starts to slow down the economy. So if inflation comes along too quickly, then people stop buying and you can't predict it. So here's the danger with the Federal Reserve. If they go in and raise the interest rates too quickly or too aggressively or too often, um, it can trigger inflation. And that's what we're looking at right now. We're looking at uh, possibility of inflation. Right. You definitely see that at the grocery store. You definitely. see it everywhere. It, that's for sure. But if, you know, you really notice it with your grocery bill going up each sure. week. and. Not only groceries, but think about what you pay for a car today compared to what you paid for a car 10 years ago. It's probably double the cost of what you paid. Mm-hmm. Uh, think about housing. Think of what housing costs today compared to what it cost even 10 years ago. Right. Well, inflation is okay as long as the wages are keeping pace with inflation. But when you don't have incomes keeping pace with inflation – and inflation is larger than what the incomes are, people can't afford it. So they stop spending, the economy slows down again, and then we go into what's called a recession. So inflation is a real delicate balance. There was a great article on um, August 11th and 12th, the weekend edition of the Wall Street Journal, that says consumer prices rose 2.9% over the last year, a rate last exceeded in 2011. So seven years ago is the last time we saw inflationary rates this high. Now, if you're listening, you know, 2.9% doesn't necessarily sound like a very large number. It's a big number when it comes to inflation. And here's a good way to gauge it and think about it. If you have money in the bank and the rate of inflation is 2.9%, are you making at least 2.9% on the money in your bank? And I think everybody would say, no, I'm not making that much money on my money in my bank. So if inflation is 2.9% and you're not making that much money in your bank accounts, it means you're losing money. Right. Well, health care keeps going up. Health care is an enormous cost. Health care is way out of control. And so um, it's a delicate balance. The other problem that happens is government spending. Nobody listening to the show today could possibly run their household, their budget, their apartment, their house, or anything if they ran it the way the government does. Um, You would simply run out of money very quickly. But what the government does is just prints more money. So, And that's why we have, when we print more money and we spend more money than what we can afford or what we collect in taxes, it means we run into a much bigger deficit. So I haven't even checked that number on that lately, but the last time I looked, it was like $22 trillion. I mean, nobody can comprehend what a trillion dollars is. It's basically a $1,000 billion. I mean, it's a ridiculous number. But um, when we don't have uh, controls on government spending, so then we have a larger federal deficit. Right now, it's the largest record deficit of all time. Uh, at any time period, and we have to pay the interest on that government debt, and that means more inflation and more expenses. Now, I'm not an economist, but I will tell you that the only other way that you can get out of the spending cycle that we have in the deficit cycle is you got to do one of two things. You either have to really grow the economy bigger 
so that more people are paying taxes and then eventually you can eat up some of the deficit or you have to raise taxes. So if the economy is not growing um, and we just had a tax cut, I wonder how many people think that we're going to have a tax increase in the future. Do you think we are, Deb? I do. Yeah. How about Shade? Do you? I agree, yes. Okay. Well, I can tell you that it's guaranteed because we have this new tax bill that went into effect. And under this new federal tax bill, everybody says, oh, great, we had a Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, which was really just a fancy name to give it um, because a lot of things are happening that are going to impact the jobs and job creation, like Mm -hmm. trade wars. We'll come back to that in a minute. This is sort of an economic discussion we're having this morning. But the most important message you want to tell people is just don't lose the money. We're going to tell you some things you can do just not to lose the money. So what happened with the new tax bill is that corporate tax rates were reduced from uh, a top rate of 39% to 21%. That's the tax rate that companies have to pay. That's a permanent change. And individuals had their tax brackets changed from a top bracket of 39.6% to 37%, just a little over 2.5%. That's a temporary change. So you might see a change in the next couple of years because the tax brackets have been reduced a little bit for individuals. This is not a permanent tax change. Only the corporate rates is a permanent tax change. So it was a bill, it was a tax bill that definitely was in favor of the corporations. And it helps corporations make more money and get richer. And the theory is that they can then go and hire more people and mm-hmm. and pay more people. But the tax brackets for individuals are temporary only. They're only going to last for about five years. And then we go back to the old rates. So right now it's designed in the law that tax rates are going to go up again. So one of my favorite people to uh, talk about is Warren Buffett. And Warren Buffett had some great things to say about the economy. He's probably the single most successful investor of all times. And although he's made a lot of money in the stock market, he said the stock market is designed to transfer money from the active to the patient. Mm. So if you do want to be in the stock market, you have to be patient and plan that it's going to be a long-term event. Um, Warren Buffett is the person who gave us the very important rule that I'm going to provide you right now. I can put my little fingers on it. Rule number one, never lose money. Rule number two, never forget rule number one. This is a time when I think people need to be a little bit more cautious and conservative about what they're doing with their money. Because in 2008, we had a major stock market correction. We're overdue right now. This is a long period of time, 10 years, that we haven't had a major correction. What does a correction mean? Crash. Okay. So there are a lot of things that are at play out there today. You know, uh, Shay, I've been to conferences recently, even in the last couple of weeks. And then again, earlier this year, in January, I went to a conference. And the people up on stage are saying the same thing. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. The crash is going to happen. We just don't know when. And I'm not here to forecast doom and gloom, but I'm saying there are things you can do to get prepared, and you should get prepared. Um, So we've talked a little bit about inflation. Inflation right now is uh, way up. 
and um, the rate hasn't been this high since uh, the rate of increase hasn't been this high since uh, 2011. So inflation is on the rise. That should be a, a serious warning sign for lots and lots of people. Deb, you already mentioned that going to the supermarket, you can see differences. Definitely. And I challenge everybody listening today, uh, when you go to the market, stock uh, not when you go to the stock market, <laughs> when you go to the supermarket, do you notice that things are more expensive? Well, of course they are. You know, this um, this show is brought to you every week by USA Wealth Group. We do a lot of interesting things to help people, don't we, Deb? Oh, absolutely. We and do. Jay, yep. And um, one of the things we tell people is to think about putting at least part of your money into things that are principle protected, where you can't lose principle in the event of a decline. We talk about clients, talk about that to clients every single week, and it's a very important thing that we do. And as people age, I mean, they need to protect their money. Well, that's a very important point, Deb, because what I tell people is when you get retired or you're close to retirement, the one thing you absolutely don't want to do is to risk losing your money because right. then you don't have enough time to recover. You don't have enough time to get it back, do you? Right. Let me tell you a little story. I had a lady in the Cape. I think I've mentioned this before. She had a, a fairly good-sized portfolio of money. She had about $750,000. She lost a third of it. Oh, this goes back more than 10 years ago now. She lost about a third of it because the market had a major correction. And she came into my office, and she was now worth about $500,000. And I said, well, why don't you take the remaining funds that you have and get principal protected, and we can have you in some bonus products that are going to give you some increases in value, and you'll regain some of those funds. But she did just the opposite. She went out and she talked to um, her stockbroker and decided to sort of play a gambling game. It's like doubling down. And she put money into stock options, which are even riskier. It's, it's literally like throwing dice on a table. And she lost another 50% of her money. She went down to 250 this lady, in just a matter of a couple of months, lost um, about five hundred thousand dollars, and she was down to two fifty. And how and I, do you make that up? We can't. I basically said, and she was uh, she was in her early seventies. I said the likelihood of you know the market coming back. If you lose money in the market, let's say you lose a hundred thousand. Let's say you have a two hundred thousand dollar portfolio, and you lose fifty percent of it. You lose half of it. Um, you've lost $100,000. Now you need to have a 100% increase to gain that money back. So this sounds a little counterintuitive, but it's not. So if you lose 50% uh, and you go from, say, two hundred to 100000 and now you want to gain it back, you have to take the 100000 that you have and you have to have a 100% increase in that to get back to where you were to break even. So... It's, it's a funny little statistic, but it's uh, accurate and it works. So over the years in our history, uh, stock market corrections have been um, more common than people think. Uh, they've happened in 2008, and it really bottomed out in the year 2009. It's, it's interesting when you go back and read the history of what happened during that period of time that was only 10 years ago. We came perilously close at that time to crashing the entire economy. And fortunately at that time we had some people who, you know, stepped in with government guarantees and 
bailed out some of the banks and bailed out some of the big companies. And if they had not done that, and if those very large companies, Mm -hmm. too big to fail supposedly, had collapsed, um, it would have created fear and panic not only across this country but around the globe. We came perilously close, and there were some really bold moves by the Treasury Secretary at the time that let us uh, get out of that very tough situation. But you can't always count on that. So I've got an article that I'm going to talk about a little bit afterwards, 10 major events that could trigger the next stock market crash, including, number one, the Federal Reserve Bank gets simply too aggressive. Um, They don't control inflation or they raise the rates too fast, too high, too quickly, and it creates more inflation. That's just one little trigger. But there are a lot of sensitive points out there. We're going to talk about some of these when we come back after a short break. We're going to talk about some very specific things that you can do just to not lose the money. So stay tuned, and we will be right back. And welcome back to MoneyWise, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening. This morning, we're so pleased to have Shay Riley sitting next to me and Deb Broder sitting on the opposite end of our recording table here. I like to stand when I talk. I move around a little bit. But, um, you know, it's great having some familiar faces here. It makes it a lot easier to talk. We're discussing this morning, just don't lose the money. I'm going to give you some triggers that could trigger the next major disruption in our country. And then we're going to talk about some of the things that we do in our office to help people protect and preserve their money. You know, Deb, before we were talking about the fact that we just did a seminar yesterday, a conference in our office, a brunch and learn program, And we talked about two principal topics. One was how to protect your house from the nursing home. And the other one was what you need to know about some of the major tax law changes that can help you in your own family, in your own investments. Our goal is to make sure we can show you how to protect your family and how to protect your money. So if you weren't able to get to the conference yesterday, we actually had to shut off attendance because we were oversubscribed. Mm -hmm. We have a good-sized conference room, but it's not huge, and we don't want people sitting out in the hallway, literally. But you are invited to come again. What's the next date we're doing this, Deb? The next date would be Saturday, September 8th at 10.30 to um, 11.30. I'm sorry, 10 o'clock to 11.30 at our office at 352 Fonts Corner Road. And it's a Brunch and Learn program? It's a Brunch and Learn and they can call 508-998-8800 if they would like to make a reservation Absolutely. to attend. We'll be talking about that a little bit more, but it's fun. Um, so, Shay, you majored in English in college. Why, why did you not become a teacher? Um, I never really wanted to become a teacher. I just like to read and write, and um, I can put those skills to good use in our office by helping people protect their money. Yep, you can. Well, I majored in English, too, and in my last year in college majored in English, I was thinking, well, what am I going to do when I graduate from school? Should I become a teacher? Because that's a logical thing when you major in English, and you can tell that I like to talk, right? That is correct. (laughs) That's an acquired taste. I didn't grow up that way. I grew up painfully shy. For me to talk about anything was very difficult. But you're a great speaker, Ray. You do well, a good thank job. you. I'm still learning. Yeah, you, you have to always learn. But um, I took a course in my last year in college, and it was called Sociology and the Law, 
it was kind of a, a gut course in a way that you know I had to have some additional credits to graduate, so I took that course. But the teacher uh, actually inspired me. He had a law degree, and um, so I started thinking about law school, and that's what made me go to law school. But I think if I had to do it all over again, I would have become a college professor. I've always thought you would have been a great college professor. <laughs> Maybe I should still do that part-time, Deb. What do you think? In my spare time? In your spare time. <laughs> but I do like to explain. I do like to teach you things. Do. You'd be, be a great college uh, professor when you retire. When I retire, I'll become a college lecturer or right. something. Um, and wow, everybody with my radio voice. <laughs> Well, anyway, uh, I, I do appreciate everybody listening to MoneyWise. Uh, it's brought to you every Sunday by USA Wealth Group. We are located at 352 Fonts Corner Road, and we do want to show you how you can protect your family and how to protect your money. That's our only mission. That's our mantra. So just before the break, we were talking about some possible things that might trigger a next stock market correction. We don't like to call it a stock market crash. But anything over a 10% reduction is considered to be a correction. And sometimes it happens very quickly, and sometimes it gets triggered very quickly. So another thing that might trigger it is a disruption in the oil market. So think about world politics. Right now we have Yemen and Saudi Arabia, I guess, are fighting each other. And they're both major oil producers. Well, what if that disrupts the oil supply all of a sudden? The good news is that over the last 10 years, we've done a lot more energy production in this country. And mm -hmm. so we're now an energy net exporter of oil. But any of those supplies can be disrupted. And the other thing is we still buy oil from overseas markets. And if the whole market changes for oil, oil prices go up. What happens when that happens? What happens at the gas pump? Your, car, your cost of gasoline goes up. And remember when we had about $4 a gallon for gas? Well, I do. Well, then you travel less. You spend m m less money. You don't go as far. That disrupts the economy. I can remember, was it in the 70s where you had to uh, be in line for gas? Ab absolutely. Anybody remember waiting in line for gasoline? And then some gas stations would say, well, you can only have 10 gallons right. at a time because we have to make sure enough people get oil uh, and gasoline. Um, thank you, Shay. I just dropped some papers, and I didn't even know what I dropped. I guess it's part of what I need to talk about. <laughs> thank you for picking it up. Mm -hmm. um, what happens if we have a crisis in the car market? Um, subprime car loans are now on the increase again. You know what subprime car loans are? That's when you don't have good credit and you can't afford a regular car loan. So you go to a place that says we guarantee you credit and you pay extra high interest rates. And then what they do is the car dealer sells those loans off to people who invest in them. And then when times get tough and people can't pay their car loans, then those loans go into default and then that triggers another disruption in the market. And many times those people are upside down in their car payment. Sure. So their car is not worth as much as what they owe. Okay, what else do we have happening uh, this year that could impact? Can you see that far? The U.S. elections. We have elections coming up in this fall. And it's anybody's guess about some of the things that are going to happen in the election. Uh, we are very careful to not make political statements on the air. 
And by the way, Deb is making big faces at me, telling me not to make <laughs> political statements on the air. But um, we have elections coming up in this fall very shortly. Uh, what if there's a big shakeup in the House of Representatives or the Senate and suddenly Congress is even more stalemated than they are right now? I mean, nothing gets done in Congress lately. How about a global trade war? What's happening right now internationally? Well, we put tariffs on China because we import too much stuff from China, and then they fight back and they start restricting, well, soybeans. Now, I wouldn't know a soybean if I saw one, would you? you I would not, it? nope. I mean, but soy, soybeans are used in a lot of oil products and cooking products and so forth. Well, we make a lot of that stuff. We grow a lot of that stuff in the Midwest, and we sell it to China. They've just announced big tariffs and restrictions on importing our farm goods. Well, what's that doing? That's impacting the farmers. And now they can't pay their farm loans. They can't pay their farm equipment. They stop buying new equipment. That slows the economy down. So if we're going to have a trade war with a lot of different countries, and we're doing that now, you can argue that, well, maybe it's good because we're paying too much and we're not, uh, we're not in a fair situation. But if it's going to negatively impact the economy, then companies start laying off people and jobs get more difficult. Um, the stock market we've already talked about a little bit. We're not going to talk about that a lot. But something interesting I just read is that 200 companies on the New York Stock Exchange, 200 companies in the stock market, account for 100% of the profits that are being made in this country That's by major companies. It's scary as hell. I mean, it really is. When you think that this small variety of companies can control the stock market. So you see some good things. You see the fact that I think they're good. Apple Computers is now the first company that has reached $1 trillion in value, which is astounding. Uh, and As I put my iPhone back in my pocket here <laughs> and I look at my iPad. Uh, so, you know, a lot of us use Apple products. Uh, but then you have things like um, who's what's Zuckerberg's company? Facebook. Facebook. I mean, look at the stuff that Facebook got into because of their lack of privacy and giving data that may have influenced the elections improperly. And all of a sudden, their stock market, when their stock value went down something like $150 billion in one day. So here's the scenario. Let's say you have 200 similar big companies and they're accounting for all the profit. You can have just one or two companies take a big glitch or a big hit, and that's going to really significantly impact the market. Now, I, I didn't invent this one, but I'm going to give it anyway. Another thing that can impact the stock market Trump tweets. So this is not a political statement. This comes from an article. Shay, you're, the, you're at fault. You printed this article for me, right? It was all my fault. It was all your yeah. fault. But it says, Trump teets, tweets, seriously, uh, never has social media played a key role for a sitting U.S. president as it has for Donald Trump. But some of the things that he says periodically will have an immediate impact on the stock market, and it's, it's happened. Well, anyway, those are just some of the things that are mentioned here. Um, Europe is still not really rock solid financially. So what if we have more glitches in Europe? The bottom line of all this is not to just say we're in trouble and 
you know, go bury your head in the sand or anything of that nature. But basically it's to say that stock market corrections do happen. They're fairly common. They usually occur every 8 to 10 years. The last major one we had was 10 years ago. So we're overdue. And the problem is that if you're like the average person who invests in something like the stock market or mutual funds, you don't have any control over what's happening. Um, It's other people making those decisions for you. So um, are we heading for a recession? I don't know. I'm not an economist. What do you think, Jay? Are we heading for a recession? Um, Probably. See, and and she's young. I I can't tell you on the air how young she is. (laughs) But she's uh, young enough to be my daughter. She's possibly young enough to be my granddaughter when you think about it. Um, I think so, actually, yeah. You didn't have to agree with me on that one. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's time to really think about these things. It's time to get safer. It's time to get more secure. Um, The solution I'm going to suggest is not necessarily to be um, in the bank. Um, There are just so many unusual forces at play out there. So there's a lot of things that we can look at. We can compare... Um, mutual funds, bonds, stocks, certificates of deposit, and annuities. We've got some great little charts that show how to compare all those kinds of investments. If anybody would like a copy of that, um, please feel free to give us a call, 508-998-8858, and we'll be happy to give you a really nice little handy-dandy chart in color uh, talking about maybe how something like a fixed investment can enhance your retirement portfolio. But the main message isn't it to get more conservative. This is a time to be more secure. And as I said, conferences that I went to just two or three weeks ago and conferences I went to in January, everybody's saying the same thing. Be a little bit more cautious when you're looking at uh, clients. Um, And Warren Buffett also said it's not necessary to do extraordinary things to get extraordinary results. You have to do things that are safe and secure but have some consistency. He also said, and when we talk about the fact that things go in cycles, like the stock market going up and the stock market Mm -hmm. going down, Warren Buffett also said, what we learn from history is that people don't learn from history. So he's full of little wise sayings. Um, I have to give you at least one more quotation. Uh, Well, let's see. Warren Buffett, we talked about the importance of doing things steadily and regularly and so forth. He said, someone is sitting in the shade today because someone planted a tree a long time ago. So you've got to let things grow and you've got to let things happen, but you have to do things that are for consistent consistency. Um, so let's talk about some of the other things that we could do. When we talk about being safe and secure – You need to make sure that you have appropriate legal documents in place. And um, Attorney Tenny Lance and Attorney Michael Coleman do that a lot at Lance Law. It's important to have estate planning documents. I can't tell you how many times I've seen situations, um, even highly educated people, that just procrastinate and put it off. I've offered to a couple of my family members, my relatives, to say, you know, we're experts in this business is that we do. Why don't you come down and you can 
you can have your estate plan done for free, for example, and it's not going to be any charge, and we don't even have to be nosy and looking into your finances necessarily. But people keep putting stuff off like that, don't they? Um, I'm especially concerned about health care insurance and health care costs. You know, in, in the office, uh, the employees have health care insurance provided, and every single year we see increases, and it becomes a major expenditure in the office, doesn't it? It certainly does. And um, what's interesting to me is to go to have a surgical procedure or something. I had my elbow operated on and to find out what the hospital really wants to charge and what the insurance company really wants to pay and what the differential is. Did you ever look at that? Did you ever see that? I've had that happen where they, they work it out between the two of them of what the patient will actually pay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Are you hungry, Shay? Uh, no, I'm good. Okay. I'm hungry. Well, we need to have lunch when we have um, our radio shows, don't we? So... Um, Let's talk about some ideas of um, giving back to society. If you're the luckiest 1% of humanity, you owe it to the rest of humanity to think about the other 99%. So a big person involved in that has been Warren Buffett because he's given away most of his enormous foundation um, or his enormous fortune to his foundation. He's leaving very little to his children, and it'll still be significant. Did you know that Warren Buffett had his beginnings in New Bedford? Yes, I did. You did? Did you know that, Shay? I actually did not know that. Yep. Um, it was uh, Berkshire Hathaway, and he bought a building that's down by down by Rodney French Boulevard, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I had a friend who worked for him and knew him. Mm-hmm. So Warren Buffett, um, one of the wealthiest people in the world, had his beginnings in New Bedford. So even if you're listening in New Bedford, you can begin here. But we want you to think about doing safe money strategies. The problem with all the uncertainties around other kinds of investments is that if you lose money today, and especially if it's uh, at a time when you're older in life, you're retired or near retirement, you don't have as much time on your side to regain investments by saying, well, I'm going to just sit and wait. So we can show you ways where you can sell stocks and sell mutual funds without paying capital gains. Uh, We sometimes do that through the vehicle of something called a charitable remainder trust, where you can put those assets inside the charitable remainder trust. You control the charitable remainder trust. We call it a CRT. You can sell the asset, not pay capital gains, and now you take the money that's inside this CRT and you invest it. Typically, you're going to get it back over a period of time maybe a 20-year period or something like that. But um, there are lots of ways that you can utilize tax planning to save money and to make money. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is we do a lot of work with annuities. We do a lot of work with uh, fixed and fixed index annuities. And they have the benefit of having Great upside potential, but without risking the principal. So you're not going to lose the principal. And uh, we're happy to provide a lot of information uh, if you want. As I mentioned, we've got a lot of free reports. And we have had um, people coming in the office just recently and asking us questions about what can they do, how can they save money. 
Um, I had a woman come in just two days ago. We've done work for her over the years. Uh, we helped her in the past put together a reverse mortgage. And at the time, we analyzed her income sources. She had an existing reverse mortgage that we actually paid off. Uh, that was a very helpful thing for her to do. And we also did a small insurance policy, which is going to pay off at least part of the reverse mortgage when she's gone. So that will be a way that her children will still get the benefit of it. Then the other thing that happened is the law firm took her house deed after she did her reverse mortgage and transferred it into an irrevocable trust. And that was done so that after five years, the house could be protected from a nursing home. So a lot of things were done to make sure she had enough income to live on, to make sure that her family was going to be provided for, and that she could leave as much as possible to her family. And then more importantly, she wasn't going to lose her house to the nursing home. So there are so many, many different kinds of planning things that you can do. Um, and whether it's visiting Attorney Tenny Lance in the law firm um, or visiting us at USA Wealth Group, uh, Shay is also very good and has learned a great deal in, what, just about a year that you've been with us, a little over a year, right? Um, yeah, just over a year. Just over mm -hmm. a year. Deb's an old-timer. I, I mean, <laughs> I didn't say that right. Deb, Deb has been with the office for a good long time. Yeah. Deb yeah. runs our marketing department, and um, we've got lots of good ideas. But we've got a lot of great reports we can provide, too, if you give us a call at 508-998-8800. You know, we talk a lot about, on the show about money, and um, we talk about other topics as well. We're going to be doing a show in the next couple of weeks on the uh, New Bedford Zoo. I had occasion to be there uh, about a weekend ago with my six-year-old grandson and his mother, my daughter, and I was absolutely blown away and impressed with the quality of the zoo. So we're going to be doing a show about them coming up soon. Here's a quotation from uh, Barack Obama. Money is... Not the only answer, but it makes a difference. So it's something that we all think about. And um, we have um, stories recently that we've come across about bankruptcy and old age. Uh, one of the most important, one of the largest groups showing an increase in bankruptcy filings lately is building the elderly population. So we don't want that to happen to you. When you go into retirement, you ought to know that you're going to have enough income to live on. We do an income analysis to make sure um, that's going to be the case. Um, uh, Conor McGregor said, I'm focusing on me. I'm focusing on my family's security, my family's financial security. So that's all I can do. The most important thing any of us can do is to make sure our family is protected. That's what we want to do for you. So, Deb, let's give a little bit more uh, detail about the program we're going to do again on September sure. 8th. September, Saturday, September 8th. It's a brunch and learn at our office at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. And we hope everybody can join us. But please call to make reservations. That's important because it does, we do have limited seating. Right. You can also visit our website, which is uh, usawealthgroup.com. Is that correct? That, <clears throat> excuse me. That is correct. You can call Shay, and at what number can they call you, Shay? Uh, they can call me at 508-998-8858. I want to give you a brief tax tip before we close today. 
Um, one of the new parts of the new tax law is that there's something called 100% bonus depreciation. What it means in real simple terms is if you're in business and you want to buy a new vehicle, for example, you can write the entire cost of the vehicle off in one year. That's a big thing. You don't have to depreciate it over five years. You can just take a deduction, reduce your income, and upgrade equipment. The whole purpose of that section was to uh, influence people to go out and spend money and therefore help stimulate the economy. But if you're in business and you want some more information like this, we have something called Key Tax Changes. Uh, it's actually for anybody. It compares the old tax law with the new tax law and tells you what the major tax differences are. Give us a call at 508-998-8858, and we'll be happy to provide a copy of that to you. And um, Yogi Berra once said, a nickel ain't worth a dime anymore. That's inflation, Shay. That's the definition of inflation. But he didn't realize it when he said it. He was just being Yogi Berra. And then lastly, I want to give you one final quotation from uh, Robert Allen. How many millionaires do you know who have become wealthy by investing in savings accounts? I rest my case. So you have to do some things, but you have to be conservative. You have to not spend your money before you get it. And now is the time to be more prudent and think about just don't lose the money. So we're happy to show you some ways. Give us a call. Deb, thank you for being here. Well, thank you for having me, Ray. And Shay, thank you for being here. It's my pleasure. And um, I realize that I did most of the talking, but I tend to do that, don't I? So thank you so much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. We're always happy to have you listen to us on the radio. And we've got some exciting shows coming up in the next two weeks with the district attorney and with the zookeepers. So stay tuned. <laughs>